Hi, and welcome to And So Much More. I'm your host, Cami Smith, and I am here with Lorraine Stegall, and she is an RN nurse um, over here at LGH at Centra Health um, for 20 years, you were just telling me, mm -hmm. which is incredible. Like you probably, you probably have got some stories. I have a ton of stories. <laughs> I do, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking today specifically about Heart Month and Heart Health. February is Heart Month. And, um, and women's heart, heart health specifically, um, just to dig in and have, you have such an incredible story. I so I would love for you to, to share that with us. But first, like 20 years ago, you've been a nurse for 22 years, but 20 years ago, what brought you to Centra? Um, I grew up in Lynchburg and I left and went to Blacksburg for a while. I graduated from Virginia Tech and just stayed there. Oh, okay. And so I got a biology degree from Virginia Tech. And then I needed to do something else. So I ended up going to nursing school. Mm -hmm. And I started out for a couple years at Roanoke Memorial. Okay. And then ended up buying a house closer, this side, to Bedford. And so um, I ended up getting a job in Centra. I love it. So, so for 20 years. In the ER for 20 years. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us your story? And so I know you've had the opportunity to share your story a few times with Heart Month. Um, and so... I don't want to um, give any spoilers out, but what is your heart health heart month story? My story is I was at work and um, I went to get report at seven in the morning and I started having chest pain, mm. like right in the center of my chest. And I'm an ER nurse for 20 years. And so I know what that means at the age of, oh, I was 49 goodness. at the time. It was last July, um, June, actually. And so, um, but I also know that I do not have high cholesterol. I do not have high blood pressure. I don't have a family history. And so it didn't make sense to me to have chest pain oh at work. Oh my goodness. You, and you have all this like knowledge that most people don't have when they're just having chest pain. And so I it, denied you're just it. Like, and you denied it. I denied it. That's what women do. That's what nurses do. And so I, um, I, I pressed on. Mm -hmm. So um, a couple of nurses, Daphne and Katie, took me in the back and we did an EKG. Mm -hmm. And the EKG was normal. Of course, you can have a heart attack and still have a normal EKG, mm -hmm. really. Um, and so I went, it was Stuart Kettinger that made me go back there, too, to get an EKG. He came in and it's like, you have to get an EKG. But I was like, I just ran four miles of hills this week, twice. Mm -hmm. And the day before, I kayaked 11 miles. Oh, my goodness. So I knew if I were going to have a heart attack or had heart issues, it would have been when I'm then, doing one of when those. You were yeah, it was, everything was elevated. Yeah. So I, because when it started, I was doing, I was getting report. I wasn't doing anything. Huh. But um, so we did the EKG and Stuart Kettinger said, you have to do another one in 30 minutes. And I was like, well, whatever. They were on you. What an incredible team. I know. They saved my life, really. Wow. All of them saved my life more than one time. So I went back to work and I did not go to get my EKG. And Dr. Kettinger was like, Lorraine, I told you to get an EKG in your past time getting your EKG. I was like, fine, I'll go get my EKG. <laughs> so I went and got another EKG and um, he... He saw a little something, but it's not, nothing to, um, you know, activate the cath lab or anything for. So I went back to work, and um, I remember my son was being deployed mm. 
And so I was like a nervous wreck about that. My other son had just wrecked a vehicle and he was fine, but I was nervous about that. Yeah, yeah. But I was under a lot of stress yeah. and um, my job is stressful. And so I guess that probably contributed to it, even um, though I was sure. having all those other things in my favor. Um, so I said I was having an ulcer. <laughs> I told Dr. Kettinger, oh, I'm gosh. like, I think I'm having an ulcer. And Dr. Kettinger's like, you think you're having an ulcer right here in your chest? And I was like, okay, maybe not. Mm. So the pain had gone away, okay. and I was walking down to a patient's room. And as I was walking, I put my hands on my hip and just like leaned back because it was hurting. And um, he had been watching me, like Dr. Kettinger probably everybody was watching me and I just heard him yell down the um pot he's like you're checking in he's like you're having pain again aren't you and I was like yeah a little bit and he's like you're checking in and so I did and I just thought I was going to get lab results and mm. and probably have an ulcer <laughs> which I did not <laughs> um so my troponins came back elevated which indicates a heart attack and I could not fathom that so you had had a heart attack I had had a heart attack. I had damage to my heart, Goodness. which is what those labs yeah. indicated. And so I, I was like in a, I don't know. I was like, every time he walked in the room, I teared up and I had tears coming down my face. And I was on the heart monitor mm. and my heart would go up to 130s, 140s every time a doctor or nurse walked into my room because I was just so nervous. And I could not figure out why I would have a heart attack at 49 with everything that I do. Mm -hmm. So I, um, Dr. Lee came in and mm -hmm. she, she's a cardiologist and she thought I had, um, I can't think of the name of it now. It escapes me. Um, it, it's the broken hearted syndrome. Okay. Yes. I can't think of the name of it. Of course. It's going to come to you. She thought I had that. And Yell she, it out when you think about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so she was going to send me to get a certain kind of CT to check for that. Okay. And as she was telling me that, they came in and told me my second set of troponins were elevated even higher. And then she's like, well, you're going to the cath lab. And I was like, oh. Uh. So the cath is to go in there directly and visualize your coronary arteries. Yes. So I did go to the cath lab, and what they found was a, um, a SCAD, a spontaneous coronary artery dissection. Okay. Okay, well, I haven't heard of that in 20 years. So years what, of what ER does nursing. that mean? I had like a little tear in part of my coronary artery. So I've never seen that in 20 years. Yeah. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened in there. It probably has happened. Mm -hmm. It happens more to women. And we probably miss it and just call it a heart attack. Or um, maybe they come in as a cardiac arrest and we never find out about it. But yeah. I had a SCAD. And so the best thing for that would be to watch that, like no heavy lifting, no mm -hmm. anything with that. And it could be hormonal, they told me, and I'm 49. Oh, and it could goodness. be stress-related, lifting heavy things. I do all of that. Like I remodel parts of my house and lift things I shouldn't. So I had like all the things that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But um, so they sent me downstairs to the pavilion okay. to watch me. And I was down there for probably two hours, and all of a sudden I sat up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my chest is killing me. And I was covered in sweat. Oh, my goodness. So they, like, I dropped my pressure, mm -hmm. my heart rate Brady down, and um, there was a couple times, like, I was kind of going out there. Mm -hmm. And so um, they had brought all the code stuff in. I, I remember my brother was sitting in there, my family was sitting in there, and they never left, so it was so scary for them. Mm -hmm. 
um, they brought all the stuff in there and hooked me up on the pads and everything. And then I was having what's called a STEMI, um, which is an ST elevation MI. Okay. So where that tear was, I had gotten a hematoma, like swelling where blood was, and it had closed off the big artery in okay. my heart. Directly related to the SCAD? To the SCAD. Okay. So wow. um, I ended up going back to the cath lab, and I got two stents put in to like kind of hold that area open. Mm -hmm. And they don't normally stent those areas because when they when they stent that, it could tear. Mm -hmm. So I knew too much, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's why you were so nervous. Oh, I was so nervous. And um, anyway, Dr. Eladob and O'Brien were the ones that cathed me. I got two caths in like three hours. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, here I am. Yeah. And also, I didn't have any blockages at all in my heart, which is the traditional heart attack. So I wasn't wrong about that. There you you know, go. I didn't have the traditional stuff in there that caused a heart attack. But yeah. um, they all saved my life. I can tell you right now, um, the pain wasn't bad enough for me to check in. Like, and it bent me over. And yeah. downstairs, when that happened in the pavilion, it was extremely painful. It felt like I was being stabbed in my chest. Mm. Um but I know if I was home, I wouldn't have come in. I'd have been like, oh, it can't be. It's an ulcer. I would have uh, waited it out. I know I would have. And I probably, if what happened to me happened at home, like when I was downstairs and my blood pressure dropped, like I don't think I would have gotten to a phone. So uh, moral of the story is I've been telling people for years, like if you're having chest pain, mm -hmm. once you get in your late 30s, Take it seriously. Take it seriously and go yeah. in immediately and get it checked because a lot of those things we can catch beforehand mm -hmm. and you don't damage your heart. Okay. So if they can get you open back up quickly, yeah, like they did with me during that STEMI, um, it's it's way less damage to your heart. If I would have okay. sat at home with that, if I hadn't a dot, I would have done a lot of damage to my heart. So um, Goodness. So... That's incredible. It is. What, what did it look like for you, like, after that day? Like, coming out of that day? Because you just said, like, you, ha you have a family. You're very active. Mm -hmm. You're on your feet at work constantly. Like, did your life change? I mean, those things didn't necessarily contribute. But, like, how did your life change after that? Um, I think I was in shock for, I, I was home for three months. Oh, wow. And I think I just was like in a daze. Like I couldn't believe that that happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I did all the things that I was supposed to do. And I, I actually, I went to cardiac rehab, which that place is amazing. Those pe <laughs> those nurses over there, they're so sweet and kind. And we go in there and we're a nervous wreck, like especially SCAD patients. I'm sure. We're a nervous wreck. We just had a heart attack. And then you want me to get on a treadmill and get my heart up, heart rate up. So they're like counselors over there. I mean, I remember I walked in and like I'm the youngest person in there. So I burst into tears. And one of the nurses, she pulled me in the back and calmed me down. She's like, it's okay. We're going to get you through this. And they did. So I did all of that, but it was it was like three months of a, a blur. I did a lot of sitting on my back porch trying to relax. Yeah, well, that was probably good. That probably took that stress level that was such a big part of your life and brought it down. Um, it's so interesting. You said, um, that the, the scat is so, it's so much more prevalent in women. And I feel like 
I don't want to speak for all women, but we do. We push those things off. Like there, a lot of women have, um, you know, their household to worry about. They have their family to worry about. Um, but even, you know, like getting to work while managing all of those things as well. Like I just feel like we tend to put the needs of our family, of the people around us ahead of the needs of ourselves. And it's like, well, I can push through this. I can still do X, Y, Z with this. And I mean, heaven forbid you were at home. That would have been your situation. Mm. Or, you know, I work with the greatest nurses and doctors. So they literally saved my life. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Kettinger, he, he busted me flat out and yelled down the hall, you're checking in. <laughs> he had authority in his voice. Yeah. Or else I would have um, pushed that off a little bit. Yeah. But um, I did check in. They saved my life. All of them did. And wow. then downstairs, when I had my STEMI, they acted so fast. Like, I had hardly any damage to my wow. heart after that. I'm so glad. Yeah, I am too. So That's incredible. So, you know, when you think about situations like this, a lot of times we want to give, like, preventative things that you can do to avoid situations like this. You were doing a lot of those preventative things. I was, and they said um, that helped me a ton okay. to get through that as well as I did, that I would have had a lot worse outcomes had I not been doing what I do. So that's such a good message it that, is. you know, I think sometimes we we cancel out things when we hear stories, of people, when it happens to them anyway, they took all the necessary precautions and here I am. But to know the damage that could have been done, especially since you have all that knowledge in your head, you probably were thinking about everything you've seen over the course of your 20 years over at LGH. Um, and so it's important. So what would be some preventative things that you would suggest if I were a patient and I was coming in and it was you know, a family history or something? Well, you need to do your visits with your doctors annually. Like I'm so not smart. A, a good. Uh oh. <laughs> I guess do as I, I say, not as I do. <laughs> well, I I work with doctors all day. They caught me when I yeah, needed them. Yeah. But I I do go. I haven't. I I do go now every year, and my stuff is still reading really well. Like my good. cholesterol and all that stuff is still really mm -hmm. good. But that's why I did skip. I push my appointments out a little further. Because um, you're in that environment. Well, I just think like all my stuff's negative. I'm at low risk for it. Yeah. So don't do not do that. Go yes. in and get your stuff checked yes. out. Get your lab work done and all. Mm -hmm. But I think um, exercising and staying moving yeah. is a huge thing in life. And I have always, you know, I don't, I've done the 10 miler multiple times with friends and Terrapin Mountain wow. multiple times with friends. Slow. We're not competitive. We go out there and talk fun, as yeah. we run <laughs> or jog. We jog, really. Um, but it's like a huge stress reliever yeah. to do that. And I think like just staying active and um, trying to eat healthy. And um, we still sneak cookies and stuff in in the ER, but just, you know, in moderation. Yes. I feel like we can't, you, you don't ever want to label food. That's bad. That's bad food. But, you know, it's called fun food for a reason. That's right. We label it fun food in my house because we don't ever want to be like, this is bad. But, you know, it, it's so interesting. I just had this conversation with my daughter. She's nine and she wants to be healthy. And so talking with her about eating food that's healthy for you without labeling it bad food. Um, 
has been like a big, it's been such a huge message, but I think you got to think about um, just eating food from the ground, food that hasn't been processed. That's right. Um, And then from what I've heard, walking 30 minutes a day, just staying active in that way, go above and beyond if you can. But I know so many people for a lot of reasons can't have like an intense exercise plan. So just walking can just mm-hmm. be, just go outside. It's gorgeous outside today. It is. Um, take advantage of that sunlight, um, even in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Get out there and do it. Yeah. I've been lucky. We have a good group of friends that um, do all that exercise with me. Diva. That's so good. That and I have switched to walking some. Yeah. Um, I need to, I do the elliptical most, but um, I think I'm going to get back into running because it's just such a huge stress reliever for me. It is such a huge stress reliever. I was afraid to run for so long because it's not always super enjoyable. But the way that you feel afterwards is the level. And when you think about the fact that stress also contributes to all of the heart health issues that we see, finding your stress reliever is going to be vitally important, whether it's running or yoga or meditation, find it. (laughs) Right. And you don't have to, um, you don't have to win the race. That's yes, what I had to learn. There you go. Like I'm 50 now. Like I'm not out there to win a race, but just being moving, um, that helps. Yeah. Like sometimes I've been going up a hill and I'm like, I can stop and walk and I'll be going faster than what I'm yes. going right now. But I'm not on the couch there and I'm go. with good friends and we're talking about life. And um, so I think that's the stuff that's helped me get through hard times in life and probably survive a heart yeah. attack. Thank you. You're welcome. For sharing this. It's such a good message. And when I think about even, you know, from start to finish in your story, you talked about having a good relationship with your primary care provider, taking care of your body, listening to what is happening and taking action and going to get the help you need when you need it. Um, You know, even in just a conversation, those are things that are really tangible and practical that people can do. Um, and so thank you. You're I know welcome. you're going to keep sharing your story sure and will. you're, you're going to save so many lives. I know it. I hope so. Yes. Um, and thank you guys. I hope that there's so much here that you all have gleaned, um, that can even just implement one thing, you know, start small, go outside for 30 minutes, eat something healthy, just start small, but take care of your heart health and not just during heart month, but all year long. Um, and join us hopefully next time on and so much more.